0: warfare. That's the topic, right? I'm just arriving to, the, to this room right now. What is the topic? Spiritual warfare. We've been dealing with warfare in the spirit. We've been talking about a uh, lot of things in spiritual warfare. And uh, we went to timelines in the realms of the spirit. And then we handled about the yoke-breaker qualifications. How many of you enjoyed that series, yeah? Yes. yes, yes. By the way you're clapping hands, I believe that you are very blessed. Uh, and I believe that, that, that this next series that I started within the spiritual warfare, because spiritual warfare is a very huge topic. And I'll tell you that some of the topics that we even handled, you will not find it in a book, okay? Because usually when somebody says spiritual warfare, they go in a different direction. So the Lord has given us the grace. There is somebody who is watching. Precious is saying, I can feel right now the burning fire in my hands. I'm watching from my house. Wow, let it increase. Ruby from Dubai is saying, many testimonies for me and my family in this month of acceleration. Hey, all glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. I love testimonies. Keep it coming, okay. I might miss a comment or two, but I'll watch it later. I'll go through it all. Amen. So. Last week, we started about how somebody can go back into a bondage. Was that, was that helpful? Because we don't realize at what point does a bondage come into our spirit. So spiritual warfare, in order for us to understand that, if you don't even understand at what point you yourself are bound, then you've already failed before you have started. Did you get me? I said you failed before you even started. So it's very critical. Uh, these are truths that, that, that I had to learn the hard way and, uh, you know, we keep, mom and I, we keep discussing and saying, you know, God has brought us so far. We can't lose this momentum. Anything in the kingdom of God, please, can I help you? I said anything in the kingdom of God works in the, on a principle called momentum. 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 You need to understand momentum. With the things of God, you gotta understand momentum. A car that is driving on a speed of 30 kilometers, 30 kilometer speed, when it hits into a wall, there's a certain impact. Okay? But the same car, if he's coming on a hundred kilometer speed, and it hits the same wall. This time it'll probably go through it. Same car, same engine. What was the difference? The difference was momentum. The difference was it gained momentum. Compass. It gained momentum. Momentum for a child of God. Many believers don't understand the value of having momentum, spiritual momentum. That is why you will see you will be growing, 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 growing. One week was so critical and that week you will have a headache and you'll be like, you know, I just just want to rest today. That one week was the momentum that was supposed to catapult you to your destiny. But that week you decided that you will take a break. You can take break from anything in life, but never take break from the presence of God. You can take break from any TV show that you're watching, any friends that you have with but never take a break from the voice of God locating your spirit did you get what I said never take a break from what the voice of God Ah, the voice of God you take a break from the voice of God then that voice is definitely replaced with another voice The week you take a break from the voice of God, that week, it wasn't like you went deaf. Obviously, you kept hearing. And now it's not the voice of God. The voice that was sent to you is not what you're hearing. Obviously, then you're hearing something else. Even if it is just you and your spouse, and you say, I have to stay away from it. This week, I want guys to be very sensitive, okay? So even my volunteers, you have to be more sensitive than last week, okay? Because you have to understand how the word comes. There are so many people that are watching us live and I don't want to teach from my intellect, I want to teach from the deep place. So you have to help me by reducing distraction, okay? So it becomes a very, uh, okay. I believe you will take care. So, the enemy will try to reduce momentum. You see what happens? Momentum was just lost. Okay, so now I have to connect up again. So, you have to avoid all distractions. Enemy knows, okay, you're about to get an important word. Then you'll feel like, oh, now I should use the restroom. (laughs) You don't need to use the restroom. so try and stay connected to what god is speaking so then we were studying about how the unclean spirits they were looking for a place that had that was empty that was swept and put in order okay i shared about how something can be cleaned up only by the anointing of God. It's the grace of God that cleans up everything. Am I right? And I said, it's only the grace of God that can sweep things clear. And it is only the grace of God that can bring order. Okay? Order. Order in your life is a representation of your spirit. Am I right? Order in your life is a representation of your spirit. If your spirit is broke your economy will be broke. Your spirit is broke. Your physical surroundings you will see that there is leakage. When your spirit is broke you will see your marriage will have cracks. So how does The topic we're continuing, I I promise to continue, the last week's topic. How does one enter into a bondage? The enemy will keep looking for cracks. I was praying for somebody this afternoon, and uh, I have this habit of, somebody uh, somebody taught me this. Uh, Have you heard of power naps? You heard of power naps? It really works for me. I don't know about you. It's just 20 minutes sleep. It resets your brain and gets you, you know, it, I enjoy it. So I, I thought, you know, I was talking to the Lord and then I thought, okay, let me take a power nap. So I, before I took the nap, I was praying for an individual. I was praying for this person. And as I was going to take a power nap, I was asked, talking to the Lord about this person just interceding and interceding. And as I went into the nap, the Lord began to speak to me. A continuation of my prayer was continuing now in that power nap. So it didn't feel like a nap because I felt completely awake, but yet I was sleeping. And the Lord took me in the spirit over this individual's house. So now I was seeing top-down, I was seeing like an aerial view. And when I looked, I saw a mouse, a mouse. And I was watching, I said, "Ah, okay, so there's a mouse that is set loose in their house. That's fine, we can fix this mouse, you know. And I noticed that this individual did not bother about this mouse. This individual, they were living in that house, but they were not bothered by that. That mouse. Are you with me? Yes. You can't come into the sanctuary and not be talk back to me. Respond. I understand that they are not responding, but you have to respond. So, and the Lord said, "Keep looking." So, I'm thinking, it's a mouse. We can fix that. It's a small problem. Because it's an interpretation of it, right? And then as I kept looking, within seconds, this mouse was transformed into a lion. The tail, everything, it just, it just modified itself. It just. And the Holy Spirit said, this is the devouring lion. The Bible talks about how Satan is like a a roaring lion. And I said, wow. As soon as that happened, I woke up. And the Lord said, I went back into prayer. And it became all of a sudden so clear to me that there was a lesson to learn from this person, this situation, that Anytime you look at something small that needs to change in your life and you look at it and say, ah, it's okay, it's just a small thing. It's okay, it's just a baby mouse. And you ignore it. What you don't realize is that the way the enemy enters is that he looks for a foothold. He looks for a what? And once he enters, then he shows you his two colors. So if it was a lion, this individual would have probably not allowed or been so patient with that mouse the way it would have if he knew it was a lion. But the problem is that he didn't know it was a lion. So the enemy is always trying to deceive us from Adam's time. There's a spirit of deception. The enemy is always trying to deceive, deceive. This is the reason why Jesus, when he was talking about the Antichrist and when he was talking about the end times, he said, even the elect, he will try to deceive. Even the elect Meaning, these are chosen ones. Elect. Meaning, God has chosen them for their names to be written in the book of life. These are ones that are chosen by the Lord that they be washed by the blood of Jesus. These are his people. And the Bible is saying, even the elect, he will try to deceive. How many of you are understanding what I'm saying? And the way he will deceive us is not by coming in as a roaring lion. The way the enemy will try to take us down is by deceiving us as walking in as a little harmless mouse. And you entertain that harmless mouse. You sympathize with that harmless mouse. And then you see, all of a sudden, when you are not expecting this mouse is transformed into a roaring lion that can tear people apart. How many of you are with me? Yes. So you need to keep looking into your spirit and say, Lord, don't allow me to sympathize with small behaviors that I have to put to death. I know that, that what I'm teaching is not going to be very popular and shared a million times, but I don't speak for everyone. I speak to a chosen few that God is preparing you for an end time revival. Amen. That God is preparing an, oh, a team of warriors that you will not sympathize with tiny mouse, tiny situations. Tiny character issues. Tiny. It should make you lose your sleep. You should make you lose your sleep and say, I am not resting until I catch this mouse. I am not resting until this mouse is out of my life. I am not resting until I correct this situation in my life. I was talking to a son who came by to our house earlier. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because of what he was bringing to the house. He he, he found out that I like something, so now he's made a habit of bringing that. So I just remembered that and I smiled. See, he brings this, and then I won't tell you what it is because then the next thing I know I'll have to start a business with all what you bring. <laughs> so... He brings this and he was, he was talking and, and, and I told him, I said, you are not a son because, because there was an agreement or something that you did for me and I did for me. You bought me apples or so it was an apple. I'm just giving an example. Uh, I have to say it. Otherwise, you bring me too many apples. <laughs> it's not that that is the foundation of our relationship. Our relationship is based on the fact that that we have a common denominator. Our common denominator is that we are trying to be the best Jesus lovers that could be found on the planet. Yeah. So let me be clear. That means that, that means that whether you give a gift or not doesn't matter. Your service doesn't matter. We appreciate it, but that is not the basis. If you are the the highest tithe giver in this church, doesn't matter. You can ask the treasurers. I have never so till date even though I am allowed to, till date I have never asked them to give me a list of all the people that tithe. Because that is not what makes us, that is not a drive. We don't go by that. Our drive, our relationship, our foundation is based on, can we become better Jesus lovers? Are you, are you getting this? Yes. Our covenant... Is based on Jesus said, He said, those that obey my words, they are my disciples. Because they had they had brought the parents of Jesus was outside. They said, Oh, your mother and your brothers are here. And he said, Who are who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Those who hear the word. So, in other words, he's saying that it's not biological relationship that will make them have access to me. Get it? It is not biological relationship that will get them access to me. He said, the access comes from the fact that you are pursuing what I pursue. I told somebody, I said, I'm done pursuing friends. I'm not looking for friendship. I have had too many people that have become very disappointed with me because they wanted to pursue friendship with me. we are, you know, probably it's just my weakness. I'm not cut out for being friends. If we have a relationship, it is because we have a common denominator that you are a crazy Jesus lover. And we have the same mission And then my partnership of coming beside you is making you a better Jesus lover. And the day, and the day, God forbid, that I am not able to add something to you to make you a better Jesus lover, then it is better we part ways. Because after that, that relationship is going to be based on obligations. If I'm not able to make you into a better Jesus lover, then I don't know at what, on what basis do we continue our relationship? On what basis do we, you know, I'm not the kind of person that you can say, okay, let's, let's you know, some of these guys, they've been trying to get me to go to that, uh, that, that place, what is that? Uh, paintball place. I've been trying to convince me to go to that for the last three, four years now. Soon, we'll do it, soon. But, you know, we are not those kind of people. Probably after the paintball session, I'm going to turn around and say, sit down now. I'm going to, (laughs) 12 lessons that we learned from paintball session. (laughs) Because if there is no Jesus, If there is no Jesus in our relationship, that relationship, I don't know what it is for. And it's a relationship that nothing good can come out of. So we have to keep looking into our spirit and say, God, is there something in my life, is there a relationship in my life that is bringing a bondage into my life? Is there somebody that is there in my life that is not bringing growth, but that is bringing confusion into my life? So, to continue from what I was teaching last week, I hope you take time to watch last week. It's very critical. One of the most dangerous part of a believer's life is a blind spot. A blind spots, blind spots. So I want to help you locate some blind spots, and I'm going to teach you how it does. Blind spots. Locating spiritual blind spots. Let me explain this this way. I I study from everything that God has placed around me, including my children, and I watch how when they go from one age to the next age. My daughter is here, my son is here. He's taking notes. Are you taking notes? Oh, you're drawing, okay. (laughs) It's coming, he's getting there. Soon he'll take notes. You know, I've noticed that every season when they grow in understanding. You know, my kids are not teenagers yet, but if you have had children that, have, that are teenagers you would be saying a loud amen right now because you will know that as soon as their birthday arrives something happens to them have you noticed it's almost like that week they grew wings that week while talking to them there is an attitude in their tone something changed Because all of a sudden when they saw that number on that cake, (laughs) something inside told them that I'm no more a kid. And every year around the same time, there is something that happens to them. That there is new levels of pride that will manifest. And the more the year goes by, you will see the amount of how much they want to talk back will increase. Because as they grow, they will hear them say, I know. I know. The other day when I caught my son saying, I know, I said, you know nothing, son. <laughs> don't ever use that two words in front of Dada again. <laughs> I said, don't. <laughs> you. This is a season of learning, not not I know. Okay. But it is true that they feel like they know. And it is also true that they do know. But what they don't know is usually more than what they know. Uh, so that's where we have a problem. We don't undermine what they know. We appreciate it. We recognize it. We understand it. But that's not the problem. The problem is that what they don't know is more than what they know. And this is the biggest trap that I have seen in the life of a child of God when they come to a new stage, it's their birthday, okay? When they are entering into a new stage in the Lord, when they come to a new level in God, let's say that now they are seeing visions or now they had an encounter, they were sitting in the bedroom and they saw a blue lights. They have a new revelation. They look at the same scripture, and they have a new revelation, and they're they freaking out, like, "Wow, how didn't I see this?" There are three things that that the enemy will try to do every new gift that comes into your life, new vision, new encounters, new levels, new promotion. You writing that? new blessings, something comes along with it. Number one is pride. Pride. When pride comes, this is where the enemy will try to stop you from go to the next level. Because pride is the number one thing that makes you blind as a child of God. Pride makes you blind. Do you know divisions would never happen in the church if the spirit of pride did not make people blind? Because all of a sudden, they feel like they have arrived. All of a sudden, they feel like, hey, I can do this on my own you see that happening with your children. Young people, they are already so head over heels in love with this individual, they are ready to leave the house, they are ready to get married, and they, are ready, they are already planning to run away and all the while as a parent, all you can look and, 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 and you can cry saying, God, please stop this nonsense because She's ready to leave the house, but she's far from ready. Because pride has a way of making you blind. You don't see it. And as soon as pride arrives, the second thing arrives, you will see a lack of accountability. Pride is always followed with the spirit of isolation. pride does not work well with submission. You will see, the moment the spirit of pride touches somebody, you will see they don't want anybody. They believe they know more. They believe things that will cause them to walk away from that individual that was supposed to help them in the first place. Because they feel like, no, I don't need their help anymore. And the third thing, that is the most dangerous thing, is it's always followed by ignorance. If you're writing, write perpetual ignorance. That's, the most scary part. Perpetual. They get stuck into uh, perpetual ignorance. But somewhere their growth became stunned. Have you heard of that word? Yes, okay. Uh, now I've been just uh, been trying new things in life. And uh, I've tried some planting. And there is this one plant so somebody got this plant. Again, I talked about plant, and you guys started giving me too many plants, so I banned you from getting any more plants. Uh, it's, it's bringing all kinds of insects and worms to, which, which I didn't sign up for. So, so somebody bought us two beautiful lavender trees. It's, it's miniature lavender plants. Uh, one was growing beautifully the second fellow, for some reason, it is in one perpetual confusion. <laughs> then, I, then I asked, Mama, I said, does it doesn't make sense. Something wrong with this one. But both looks like, you know, same family. It came from the same garden. It came from the same owner. But, but one is behaving as if, you know, it's not, it's not working. And it's not, it's not a pretty sight, you know. As soon as you come in, people see this fellow going, eh. <laughs> it's a reflection of the owner. So, so I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, what do we do about it? And then I'm thinking, is there worms, is there insects? And then mama, finally when I asked mama, she said, she said, one time something fell on it. So when something fell on it, it, it caused the roots to come out. So the roots was exposed to the light, to the sun. And we took some time to, make, to restore it into another part and, and, you know, fix it. We, didn't, we were not quick to respond to it. And then now here, two plants growing. This fellow's growth is done trying to see if prayer will go. I can let you know. As of now, it's perpetually in sleep mode. The other fellow is growing beautiful and is, is, is about to blossom. But this fellow seems stuck. He's alive, but not alive. It's not dead, but it's not growing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hey... <sighs> This is how many Christians have become. Many believers and they don't even know about it because their growth has become stunned. And how do you explain this to somebody who who does not know that there is more? How do you explain their state to somebody who does not know that there is more out there? They believe that they have arrived. They believe that now they can do things. They don't feel now there's need for accountability. They don't feel that there is need for them to humble themselves so the Lord can lift them up. And God was just starting. He was just beginning to work with them and they've already stunned their growth. What do you do? Ignorance. Perpetual ignorance. Perpetual ignorance. I hope that that by the grace of God as you're watching this video there will be a cry that will come in your heart. A cry. And I tell you it may not have tears on the outside, but a groaning in the inside. That is a sign that you have not yet stumped in your growth. And there is hope. I'm reminded of the verse in the book of Job, where it says, at the scent of water, the stump, it comes back to life. At the scent of water, and that is why some of you are watching this video for the first time, it's not a coincidence. At the scent of water, the growth starts again. And when you think that you have already arrived and your ministry has started and you're, you've reached where you're supposed to reach and the scent of this word coming to you, the water represents the word, there will be a groaning in your spirit. I would say, there must be more than this. There is a stirring up. Stirring up. That is a sign. That is a sign that there is growth coming up in your life. The stirring up, that cry in your spirit. Cry. Somebody asked me this the other day. I said, I said, we don't stop crying. We don't stop pursuing. You only stop pursuing when you feel like you have arrived when you have the humility to recognize that you're far from being arrived, that groaning in your spirit will keep going up. And that that will begin to attract God to you. And I believe that some of them went into a bondage because they became content with where they are. You see that with Gershom. Do you remember? Israelites, when they reached Egypt, a place where God had brought them. God can bring you to a level and you can become bound in that level. Uh, Did you hear what I said? Who brought them to Gershom? when there was famine everywhere, it was God who brought them to Gershom. Am I right? God brought them to make sure that they don't die of starvation. And yet, they became so content with where they were that Pharaoh came around and bound them. Because at some point, they had lost sight of where they were going. At some point, they lost sight Sight of the promise that was given to their father. They lost sight of the promises that was yet to be fulfilled. They lost sight of the prophecies on their life. They lost sight of the instructions that they had on their life. And they became content. That led them into a bondage do you know how easy it is to get bound as a believer these are things that are not taught believers that are bound believers that are bound can I I shock you a bit Do you know that Judas, the only way he could successfully betray Jesus is because he had an anointing from Jesus. You're quiet, so I know I'll give you some time to think on that. Did you hear what I'm saying? If the anointing of Jesus was not on his life, Judas would have never been... You guys are staring at me. Let me get you the words. Go to the book of John chapter 6 verse 70. John chapter 6 verse 70. Jesus answered them. Did I not choose you, the twelve? He's saying what? He chose them. And he's saying, yet one of you is a devil. So that means, Jesus anointed the devil. You explain this verse to me. That means Jesus chosen. The only way Judas would have been able to, because you've got to understand, from the beginning of the ministry, they were trying to kill Jesus. Do you remember the time when they, they pushed him over the cliff? What did Jesus do? They, they physically pushed him to fall off the cliff, and the Bible says he walked off. They were long. There was a reason why the chief priests wanted somebody, an insider to get him. Because they've been trying to get him and they could not get him. So the only way somebody could take him down was to find somebody who was anointed by the same man. Do you understand why I told you the only way Pharaoh could enslave them was because he was able to hire a man who was anointed. Bring him into the kingdom. And Joseph was the man he brought. And Pharaoh blessed him not once. Sorry, Jacob blessed him not once, but twice. Double portion blessing. Otherwise, Pharaoh would have never been able to bind a group that was anointed of the Lord. How many of you are learning something right now? So you're looking at Somebody who was anointed by Jesus. Anointed by Jesus. Now, Satan enters him. Satan enters him. Satan enters him. Satan enters the anointed one. Satan enters the apostle. That was chosen by Jesus. Are you following me? So you're looking at our heart. You think that just because you have an anointing, you have arrived. I'm sorry, am I being hurt today? We feel confident that now we can see something or we see vision or we we can preach a little or now we have a revelation or now we have an understanding. We are still in a danger zone If we don't recognize that even Lucifer was anointed in heaven, Lucifer was anointed in heaven. He was the kerub. The kerub means the covering. He was anointed to be the covering. He was appointed by God. To be appointed means that he is anointed. You cannot be appointed to a place without being anointed for that place. And yet this guy took one third of heaven, one third of God's members. Think about it please. What did God do wrong? Yet he stole one third of his members. Hear me. As a child of God, there are blind spots that can get you bound if you don't understand this teaching. Bondages. It's a very scary place that I'm talking about but as this teaching is coming to you grace is coming to you with it yeah. i remember very distinctly one point when the anointing on my life shifted a few years ago very distinct moment and the next day i got up to preach prophetically, I could sense that there was a spirit of pride that was standing nearby. A spirit a dark shadow. I looked at it and I said, Lord, what is this? And the Holy Spirit said, new level, every new level, there is certain ignorance of that level. One more time. Every new level, there is great extent of ignorance of that level. He said, this is the spirit that takes advantage of that ignorance. This is that mouse that takes advantage of the ignorance of the new level that you are entering into. Just like a teenager that enters into a new level and has no clue about How much he does not know about life, but yet he is very confident about how much he knows. There is a spirit that takes advantage of knowing. Immediately the, the teaching of my father came to my memory. He, told, he taught once, he said, you don't need me when you have fallen. Such a very unique teaching. He said, because when you have fallen, you are calling out on Jesus. He said, you don't need me at that time. You are in a safe place. He said, but when you are on the peak, and then you are very successful, he said, that's exactly when you need me. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are traps the enemy has. Because now he's telling in you here, yeah, oh, I don't need anybody, I have Jesus, really. Even God himself said it is not good for man to be alone. And you're going to God and telling me I don't need anybody. He said you need somebody. <laughs> he said it is not good. That too in heaven, in, in the Eden, that too in a perfect world, in, while surrounded by the glory of God, God is saying it is not good for you to be alone. You need a helper. You need help. But new levels create new ignorance. The moment God blesses you, Satan comes close. New believers, when you are raised to a new position, Satan comes to. You. You have a title, Satan comes to you. You have a position in a ministry, Satan comes to you. And he starts messing up with your mind. Because he knows that in that new level, he wants to take advantage of your joy. So he knows that there is a preparation that is needed. Let me explain. Can I take my time? I'm going gently because I'm leading you gently. The information in my spirit if I just spew it out, I won't carry you with me. Let me explain to you how the kingdom of God works. The kingdom of God works with times and seasons. I've shared this before. The kingdom of God works with Shades of lights, okay? I've shared this before. The greater the light, the Bible talks about the lesser light, the greater light. So there are different shades of light. So you, in order for you to understand the kingdom of God, you have to understand times and seasons, you have to understand the, how the light works. And in order to understand the, word of the, the kingdom of God, you have to understand scales, scales of justice. Weights. Am I, am, I, am I explaining right? Is it called skills? You understand, right? Not so I know I'm, I'm getting through. Are you under, Are you with me? So, yeah. That's for another day. But this, this, these three measures, you will start understanding how everything God does, he sees through these three things. Loro, kotia So you're looking at how when God wants to work in our hearts. Sometimes we have a perspective of the world and the world says, you qualify, so I'm going to promote you. But God doesn't see it that way. If God were to qualify because we, God were to promote because we qualified, then believe me, not too many people will be around. Do you get it? So what God does is he perfects that which is chosen. So he does not choose them because he's perfect. But he chooses them and then perfects them. You are very quiet so I need to know are you getting it? So it's not that you are qualified and therefore you are promoted. You ready for this? He promotes you and you are not qualified for it. He promotes you (laughs) and in that new position he beats you up there (laughs) until you are qualified for that position. That's the problem that's the ignorance I'm talking about. When I say every new level comes with so much ignorance and you see a believer talk you let them talk for some time you can say da 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 in two minutes they will show you what all they don't know about this God. Two minutes you let them talk about Jesus. They will tell you how much they don't know. Why? Because every new level, you did not come there because you were qualified. God brings you there and is now qualifying you. Are you full? Can we continue next week? Okay, let me give you a verse. Go to the book of Proverbs, please. Book of Proverbs. If you keep a very a straight face, then I start thinking that maybe you're tired or maybe you're not getting it, and then I'll close. So I'm reading your face right now. Proverbs 20. Proverbs 20. Proverbs 20. Verse 21. If you interact, we can go till midnight. <laughs> Even those that are, that are online, yes, the more you are interacting them, more Nivin, I don't know if I'm getting your name right. N-I-V-I-N-E. Yes. The light of God is, is, is locating you. I don't know if it's a brother or sister. Anyways. Proverbs 20 verse 21. Okay. It says, An inheritor gained hastily. In the beginning. Will not be blessed in the end. Uh, All of us. We want to go to the next level. We want to go to the next level. (laughs) Are you sure that you are. Done with this level. Just because you are in a new level. Does not mean that you are about You need to go to the next level. Have you perfected the information that was that this level that you are in? There was certain amount of information. Have you perfected? That's why when you see a student go to a new grade in the class, that means what? You celebrate it, but then the next one year, you have information, information for you, you need to digest that, you need to eat that. But any time that information is not completely set in and you feel like you have arrived, all of a sudden now, you will start behaving like you are the assistant pastor. Yes, we've seen that. All of a sudden you you feel like we don't need the senior pastor all of a sudden you will feel all these emotions because you are missing all the information that you didn't see. And yet you believe that you are qualified. So what happens is that even the existing is destroyed. You know, I don't know if this teaching is, is helping you but this is this is something that that makes me humble myself to the floor when when i am around, around my spiritual father when i'm around my spiritual father when i see the ranking the grace. I empty myself and make sure that that I walk into His presence, whether He's teaching online, whether He's, whether I'm in person with Him. I enter the zone. I empty myself of everything because I understand that I can get my growth stunt, And I can be happy about the grace that is imparted to me. And yet I don't have an idea of what that grace can do. (laughs) I don't know whom I told that to. to. To somebody I said that. I think I was talking to you. I said, I have seen people that have received an impartation and do nothing with it. I have seen people, oil is poured, they take bath in the oil (laughs) and they do nothing with it. Because every new level had information that was supposed to be that had to go into their spirits. Jesus said that. I'll I'll talk about that probably God, God willing this Sunday. I can share that a bit. Jesus himself said that. Is said, there are so many things that I want to share with you, but I can't, because you're not ready for it. Again, you're looking at me like, really? He said that? Yeah. That's King Shaiju version, but I'll read it for you. I'll read it for you in King James, so you'll believe me. you are not ready to bear it can you guys find me that voice the book of John he said but when the helper comes when the helper comes okay here it is John 16, verse 12, please. Let me read it for you. I still have many things to say to you. This is Jesus saying. He's saying that I can go till five in the morning. But he's saying? But you cannot bear them now. You cannot what? Bear them now. But, the next verse is important. When... The spirit of truth comes. He will guide you in all the truth. Is that in your Bible right? (laughs) So in other words Jesus is saying that what I am sharing is not complete. When the Holy Spirit comes he will speak to you things that you've not heard from me directly. And so I said, you cannot bear them now. He said, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will bring you information, which is all truth. I touched about it a week ago. I said, all truth. Amen. And then I said, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So, the book of the Holy Spirit, can we turn into the book of the Holy Spirit now? There is no such book. Where is the book of the Holy Spirit? (laughs) The Holy Spirit is inside you. He is going to complete that which Jesus has spoken. He's saying he, all of it, every, that whole truth, everything that I need to say. I cannot say it now, but you guys have to wait for the Holy Spirit, because when the Holy Spirit comes, He is going to. Bring to you what I speak, he hears what he speaks and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Okay, how many of you know Jesus is still speaking? That means there is still information that is available for us to tap into. Ah. Jesus. Is saying that I can't speak about it now. In fact, the scripture is clear about how all things that Jesus have done is not included in the Bible. It's not included in the Bible. He said that if it were to include all that was done by Jesus, all the books in the world will not be enough. That's what it says in the scripture. So that means that majority of things that Jesus did, we are not even aware of it. But guess who is aware of it? The Holy Spirit. And guess who lives inside of you? The Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. He is looking for people that can be disciplined to hear his voice. He's looking for people that will seek him so that information may be released. have spent much time seeking the Lord today, that today when I come to you, that the information that you need, those that are watching us online, those who are physically here with me, I have sought the Lord that, Lord, I said, Lord, not, not that which I already know, the information that they need, let it be spoken through me. So the spirit of God is is bringing you information in your spirit that will say, hey, I will not be a believer that will be bound. Bondage of the past will have no power. I wish your amens were louder than that. That means you have to learn to locate the rat. Yes, you have to learn to locate it. I said, you have to learn to locate it. You have to locate it and say, no, I shall not be enslaved by this. This will not be a bondage in my life. My spiritual life will not plateau in this level. I will grow from glory to glory. The enemy will not be able to bind me. I will not rush in the desire of going to the next level, in the desire of wanting more encounters, more visions, more information, more revelation. I shall not get into the trap of dishonoring the inheritance that is coming to me. There needs to be you know, when an information is coming to you, somebody has paid a price. Whether you paid a price or not, somebody is paying a price in order for that information to come. How many of you understand what I'm saying? And so when that information is coming to your spirit, you have to pay a price in to digest that, ponder that, qualify for that grace qualify for that anointing, qualify yourself throughout the week with you talking to the Lord Jesus you meditating, you locating the rats you qualify for that grace and anointing that the Lord is graciously releasing into your house Let me say this clearly. Let there be nothing in your house, not a word, not a statement, not a thought, not an action that will disqualify the glory realm that God is releasing week after week. Let there be nothing in you that will nullify the inheritance on your life one more time I said let there be yes, yes 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 I've had to even say no to certain friendships I said I cannot I cannot entertain things that will nullify the grace that is being released on my life no I refuse to because I don't know about you but I know the price it takes to get that so when something is released on my life, I will not take it for granted. Because somebody paid a price. If my father is releasing an anointing, uh, an impartation, as the scripture talks about, is, is he may come on me, but he paid a price for it. So I have to, for the rest of my life, qualify for that grace that is on me. And the least I can do it is to protect that grace. Did you hear what I said? I said the least you can do is to protect that grace. You can take more or? Yes. Okay. Open your Bibles to the gospel of Luke chapter 15. And we'll close with that, okay? Because <laughs> I just realized it's already 930 <laughs> Luke chapter 15 verse 11 onwards and he said there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father father give me the share do you know that that the fact that you are able to I'm, I'm watching you I and mean, I'm seeing that you are very attentive. That's why I'm even continuing now. Or by now... <laughs> in the past, in the past, after nine, it was very hard to keep your attention. So I see that at 9.25, you're still glued. And I see your spirits growing. So, so we'll go a little longer. Okay. For for those online in different time zones, I'm hoping that you are still catching up with me. Okay. Uh, he's saying, and then that is also a sign of your spiritual growth. That your spiritual capacity has increased. Wow. And the younger one of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to Inheritance. What is the verse we read in Proverbs? Inheritance. Gained hastily in the beginning will not be blessed in the end. So that means that the level that which you are, you are not qualified for it. You are rushing to the next. Guess what? I told you, in the kingdom, God does not promote you because you are qualified. He promotes you and then qualifies you. Here's the proof. He was not qualified for the promotion. He was not. He was not ready for it. He was not ready for that inheritance. And yet, the Bible says, when he went and asked the father, this story has always bothered me at that one point. At one point, I would, I would keep asking, why did the father give? The father would have said, this guy, he's crazy. He's got crazy friends. I can't give it to him. But he as a son did things to get that which he was not ready. Okay. I'm preaching already. There are things that you can do that can make you get things that you are not even qualified for. Okay, that's a dangerous topic. So let me go to the next. (laughs) Because this is the thing about the grace of God. The grace of God will always give that to you. Because if you follow a certain momentum. Okay, we bring back that word. You follow that momentum in the things of heaven. The violent take it by force. So some of the violent people are not ready for it. You didn't get it. One more time, the violent take it by force, but does not mean that the violent is qualified to get it. But he got it because the violent takes it by force. So many people, they have a grace and a gift and an anointing, not because they are qualified for it. Because they learned how to tap things in the spirit. He said, Father, give me the share of the property that has come And look, he says, and he divided his property between them. So one guy received because he asked. The other guy received because he was positioned right. There are things that you receive because you pushed. And there are things that you will receive because you are aligned well. Verse 13, not many days later, the young son gathered all he had, meaning for some days he was okay. This is the danger. For some days they were fine with that grace that was given to him, with that, that impartation on his life, with that anointing on his life, with that information in his life, with that revelation in his life. He was fine for some days. But some days later, his mind started working in a way, in a fashion that he was not supposed to go. Now he starts becoming ambitious. Now he starts going tangent. In the beginning he was fine. And then he says, and he gathered all his property. gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country and he began to be in need. Hear me, famine does not arise when he has wealth. But when he spent everything and he has nothing more left, that's when famine starts. Because if he had the wealth when the famine was there, there would be no need for him. But that's the thing. The enemy waits till you have gone tangent and you have gone far and you think you're doing well. And you're thinking, oh look, I thought I'm going to be hit by lightning. Guess what? Nothing happened to me. I'm fine. And he spent out that grace that was given to him. He spent out. The anointing that had sustained him was spent out. Everything that he had received was spent out. Now you don't have the covering anymore. Now is when you know what do you have of your own. You didn't realize that this far you came because of the grace that covered you. Now it's over. Now let's see what you got now is when you're going to really see what he has. If he has any substance. It is only when you go further away from that grace. A far country. That means he crossed the boundary. He crossed location. He went out of reach. And that's when the famine starts. That's when his anointing will be tested. That's when his submission is tested. That's when his accountability is tested. So notice that Satan will not send famine until you're very far from help. God has placed a helper. He will wait for you to go further away. It starts very small. It starts as a little mouse. And once you're further away with pride then he sends the famine you see that in wildlife the animal is isolated the cheetah or the predator they kept looking at that one one fellow among the herd who thinks that nah I don't need you guys you know and he'll be grazing aside alone away from the herd and the cheetah will look for that one fellow who thinks that he can do it on his own. Perpetual ignorance will destroy you. But I believe that the very fact that you are even watching this video is because we will not be in that group. I have determined in my heart that I will take no offense with my spiritual covering. With my spiritual father. Because if God has placed him as my helper in my life, Satan has ways of trying to make me offended. Hey, I'm telling you, Satan is very creative. I refuse to allow In fact, The genuinity of that relationship is only tested when he can do things that I was not expecting and then I'm still okay. That's when I'm a real son. And I've said, no, I am too smart for this that I will refuse to go a far country away. I cannot, my timing, I cannot be too far Mm -hmm. from that reach some people we all want God to help us and yet God sends somebody to help us and we are not wise to keep them near I say God will help me and God says yes I did help you I sent you somebody and yet you are far country away from in the realms of the spirit refuse to never have that distance never allow that distance Between you and your helper, never allow that distance. Momentum, 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 momentum. Never lose that rhythm. Never. (laughs) I don't know if 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 this is this is your favorite topic, but for me this, oh, I'm telling you. Sometimes when you learn it the hard way, you value it better. (laughs) And then it says that he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country. Look, all of a sudden, he's gone from now being a son to a servant. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There was a season where you now rule now, somebody is ruling over you. And then he saying, and that guy, they sent him into the fields to feed pigs. Okay? And he was longing to be fed with the pots that the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. So, you know, as a prodigal story, we've heard that he ate the pigs' food. But he's saying that even that he couldn't eat. He was longing to eat at least the food that. You know, the worst punishment you can receive spiritually is you stop eating. From the royal table, and you eat pigs' food. That's the worst. You don't need a even worse punishment than that. Forget about loss of access. Forget about uh, I don't have good ring. I don't have a good shoes. I don't have good lipstick. No, 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 no. Those are not real problems. Do you hear what I'm saying? Those are not real problems. You are in real problem when you are no more fed (sighs) the spiritual food that you are supposed to eat. Now, you are eating pig's food. Many people don't understand what real blessing is. My real blessing is not the, the access The real blessing is the grace I have to eat from the food of the table of my father. And I'm not even talking about natural. I'm talking about the spiritual capacity to eat food. I know. I know I have lost the attention of many people. But the fact that there are some people that have had the capacity to eat and eat and eat. Spiritually, you qualify to last. To last that long. Please, please remember that. Please remember that. The greatest honor we have is what you have right now. If I come to you and say, hey, do you want to have a Can I give you a coffee? Or can I give you uh, the opportunity to sit in a service and hear the word of God? Please, take that opportunity to hear the word of God. Nothing else matters. That is superior. Do you hear what I am saying? To hear the word of God is superior. If somebody says, hey, listen, I give you a thousand dollars or I give you an opportunity for you to sit and hear the word of God. Don't take the thousand dollars. Take the word of God. Because the word of God will bring you many more thousands. What this guy lost the most was not the inheritance what he lost the most was his the grace to sit and eat at the table of the father we got to know exactly what we value we've misplaced our values I tell you many of us would just prefer or celebrate that opportunity to even just 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 get your man of God to lay hands and pray for you, but I tell you, hearing the word of God is much greater an opportunity than for the man of God to lay hands and pray for you. I don't know the way you're not saying Amen. I know, I know, you agree? Like, really? Because the day you lose favor, you lose your grace to be able to eat from the table when favor came you see the kings of the, in the Old Testament they will bring them into the table so bring him into my house he will both. he will eat from my table when favor comes you have the opportunity to eat from the king's table that is the greatest thing more than anything else Value the word of God that is coming in this house. Amen. Yes, we appreciate the worship team. We appreciate the prophetic gift. We appreciate uh, everything else. But value the word that is coming to you week after week. Never part with it. The day we part with it, we are becoming skin and bones. And we don't even realize it. Yeah. Slowly grace leaves us. This is the, the problem. Bondages happen in an extended period of time that we don't even realize that we are getting bound. It will not be said that about you in Jesus' name. And then verse 17 happened. But when he came to himself, I think King James Version says, when he came to his senses. So what it says, King James. Verse 17. When he came to himself. So, at some point, his senses returned. And he said, wow. He said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. So, all of a sudden, he's realizing food at the table was more important than any other inheritance. Perspective. Perspective. Food, manna, manna, was more important than any other thing that he could have got from his father's house. When, when it really mattered, what really mattered was the bread that he enjoyed at the father's house, not the title. Not the position, not the opportunities, not the fame. All of that was there. But when it really mattered, what mattered the most was the food. Today we have to thank God for the food that is coming to us. That is keeping you free. Food that is keeping you free. Food that is taking you from glory to glory. Appreciating the food. Sit down. If you ask a teenager, you say, Oh, I appreciate that my father bought shoes. Oh, I have the latest sneakers. Oh, I have the latest bag or latest trend. But send this kid out. Let him face the real world. <laughs> after a while, say, I miss mama's cooking. <laughs> say, I, I, after living for one year by themselves, they'll say, ah, I wish the day when I could just wake up in the morning and there was breakfast ready, there was lunch ready. I never asked how it came. I never bothered to find out how it was cooked. But it was there. They will begin to appreciate the cooking. Lord, let the word of God never leave us, Lord. Word of God. Uh, is what keeps our spirit flying. True joy comes with that word of God. Immerse yourself. Never lose that word. Yes, 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 yes. You can miss anything, but never miss the word that comes into your spirit. So, you see, when the enemy comes against you, Do you really think that he's fighting to take you away from a church? (laughs) He wants to take you away from the word that is coming in that church. That's it. That's it. He doesn't want to steal you away from anything else. If he's trying to steal you, he's trying to steal you from the word that will sustain your life. So, in bargain, he's going to throw many other chips Going to say, oh the pastor doesn't like you, he didn't shake his hands, he didn't look at you, he looked at you cross eyed, he did that and you need to tell the devil, devil get out of my head get out of my head, I'm not there for access, I'm not there for position, I'm not there for title I am there for the word of the living God What do you value the most? Do you know the value of what you value? One more time I said, what do you value the most? And do you know the value of the value that which you value? And when senses came back, so sometimes as you know, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm here to win. Yes. I don't think I'm put on the earth to just survive. I'm here, put on this earth by the Lord to thrive. So for you, I don't know if this kind of information is important, but for me, it's very, very critical because I, I know what I want in my life. And so, what, Hurts the most is, is when you want to help somebody and you're not able to help them because they are in, stuck in perpetual ignorance in that season. Stuck, their growth is stuck. There's nothing more that hurts a parent than looking at a child that refused to take help because they think they don't need help. And they're blinded. You see, Satan does not really need to steal things from you. All he needs to do is make you blind. If this is given to you, he doesn't need to come in and take this away from you. All he needs to do is make you blind. So now something very valuable is in front of you, yet you can't enjoy it. He doesn't need to really steal something from you. He just needs to make you ignorant enough about it. That is why God says, My people perish without understanding. My people perish. Sense came back to this guy. So sometimes you can even prophetically tell somebody, I see this happening to you. And you see them still headed in that direction. And you wonder, was it worth that I told them that this was happening? Because the flesh, when it makes up his mind on something, until it crash lands, it doesn't seem to want to stop. I pray that that's not you. I pray this word will make you stop. Where you will find every tiny mouse that is running around in your house, say, out of my life, in Jesus' name. So, as a as a as a as a leader, you have to wait till sense come back to this individual and say, wait a minute. And this is what I really strongly believe. I don't believe in uh, uh, gradual change. I don't believe in gradual change. I don't believe in gradual change. I believe in transformation, okay? Yes, I believe that, that you know, when people say you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm coming cutting down the cigarette from 20 to 14 to 10 to 3 and now I'm on 2 I'm going to someday day I tell them, no, 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 you're not going to stop you're not going to stop you have to go cold turkey you have to drop it you have to work away when you make up your mind that this is what I want I'm looking for a price as Apostle Paul says I'm, my eyes is fixed on this price now I can't come and say oh, I am working on I'm working on changing no 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 you get up and you walk out and you leave God came to Abraham Abraham was struggling he's like you know you know how am I going to do this with Hagar you know? I even have a baby with her you know it's not right I have to do the right thing I have to do the right thing God had to come and slap Abraham and say Abraham what Sarah says is correct because some people can be stuck in a rut out of false guilt false guilt get up and leave Do you hear what I said? Get up and leave. Ah, I'm working on it. No, 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 no. You're not working on it. You are married to it. You're not working on it. Because when you really want to pursue Jesus, you walk out of it. No turning back. Ah, we are slowly distancing ourselves. We are slowly. No, 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 no. You can't slowly distance from the devil. He does not believe in social distancing. (laughs) No, 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 no. You want to do it right, you work out. You say, I don't want to see your face, devil. That courage in your spirit, where you can look at something and say, I cannot stay in in this place. It was a blessing while it lasted, but I know that if I stay any longer, this will become a bondage. I have to walk out knowing that I'm looking at the promise. I'm looking at the promise. I'm looking at the promise. And I look towards the promises. The promises of God are yes and amen. I shall not settle where I am. I have seen people with with 30 people church that are very, very content. And in fact, the man of God behaves like he's got 10,000 people in And I have seen people with tens of thousand people in the church that have become very content with where they are. And I have seen 100,000 people, group church, pastors that have become content at that position. And then I see my spiritual father, who is talking about changing every day and growing from glory to glory every minute and I'm thinking, wait a minute, if I belong to this stream, I can never arrive. Yeah, You, you didn't hear what I said. If I belong to this stream, know your stream. If, I, if this teaching makes you uncomfortable, find a nice church that will, you know, give you the food that, that is to your liking. But if you're going to be part of the stream, you can never be content. Your passion for the Lord from the last week to this week must grow greater. Your zeal for the house of God should eat you up as the scripture says. Your your generosity, let it go from glory to glory. The way you worship, you have to become even more undignified then. The way you desire consecration must go from greater holiness to greater holiness. The way you love Jesus. I, 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 I shall not be bound in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and declare I shall not be bound in this. This level will not be my final level. Actual ignorance will have no power over me. I'm going from glory to glory. Understanding is coming to my spirit. My mind is growing. My spirit is growing. My heart is growing. My capacity is growing. Demons of my past. Will have, no will have no power over me. It shall not come back into my life. It shall not, it it shall not bring seven more demons. Seven more demons. I, shall I shall stay under the wings of God. I shall celebrate humility. I shall, I shall humility. pursue humility. I shall pursue, I shall pursue accountability. Shall pursue Ignorance is not my potion. Understanding is, my right. understanding is my right and I am blessed by the Lord, by the Lord. in the name of Jesus yes. let an amen pierce through you right now amen yes.